Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. My fellow Americans, this is the broadcast for January the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is our guide that absolutely we're convinced. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A lot of people come up to me, ladies and gentlemen, and they say, you know, Sam, how come you say that at the start of every show, almost every hour, that whole long thing, you know? Some think it's poetic or nice when they hear it the first time, but you know what, Sam, it's kind of long, it's kind of boring, we know what you stand for, we know who you are, we know what you believe in. Why do you say that over and over and over? And there's reasons that we do so, ladies and gentlemen. First off, you understand that it articulates who we are and what our focus is. And on one hand, you can say it's long. On the other hand, it's what, 30, 45 seconds? And I think it's worth repeating and repeating and repeating because it articulates the fundamentals of this radio broadcast. You know what? Our goal is to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property in the traditions of our founding fathers. You gain a lot about who we are from that. You know that we're a, a broadcast that looks back to the founding fathers Uh, with respect and appreciation, uh, with gratitude for their sacrifice. It articulates six words, the promotion of God, family, and country. That's what we believe are the answers to America's woes and to societal ills and to the culture war and the cancel culture and everything else. We believe those six words are the anecdote. If you promote God, turn to God, promote family, turn to family, promote and respect and appreciate country. And then if you protect life, liberty, and property, What is the purpose of government? What is the reason that we promote God, family, and country? Because it's all about life, liberty, and property or the pursuit of happiness, right? These are fundamentals to the constitutional republic. These are fundamentals to a God-centered, family-centered life. These are fundamentals to the purpose of government to protect life. Without government, we wouldn't have the ability to protect life, liberty, and pursue happiness. We wouldn't have the ability to protect property. Uh, some of the anarchists, even Becky Akers, who frequents this broadcast, would say, Baloney, saying we can do it otherwise. The debate rages on that. All I'm telling you is that I believe that the proper role of government has its legitimate place. I know, Sam, but governments always get out of control and run off the rails. I know people, I get that, but I also understand that our founding fathers articulated it well. They created a grand old experiment. That experiment was designed to try to say, how do we balance tyranny and anarchy? How do we avoid the right and the left extremes? How do we realize that, you know what, without government, there will be a vacuum and something will fill that vacuum with power? How do we stop that from happening in a negative way? How do we put enough power in government to hold or to to prevent the vacuum, but yet not so much power that it can't take over? And the founding fathers came back and said, look, only religious people can do it. Only people who turn to God and realize that God's higher than government can do it. Only the people who realize they're the ultimate sovereigns can do it. 
By their consent, shall we create a proper government? We will lock it down with checks and balances and vertical and horizontal divisions of power, etc. We'll do our very best. But at the end of the day, you've got to have moral people that live self-governed moral lives. And if you don't have that, this government is wholly inadequate for the governing of such. So you know what? Without a religious people who are self-governed and who obey the laws of God, the Ten Commandments is the starting point for that blueprint, right? Then you can't do it. So the Founding Fathers, even they created a constitutional republic. What kind of a government do we have? A republic, if you can keep it. They're saying you got a very unique government. The Grand Old Experiment was successful for a self-governing religious people. And some are saying, well, it's proven not successful now, Sam. And my response is, that's right, because we're not a moral, self-governing, turn-to-God people. That's why. And our Founding Fathers simply said it will not work for the governing of any other. Okay? So it's very clear. And so the reason that we spend so much time talking about that beginning phrase of the radio program, repeated over and over and over, is because it articulates that we promote God, family, and country. We protect life, liberty, and property. We do it in the traditions of our Founding Fathers showing respect for them and carrying forward their legacy and their understanding of and need for the proper role of constitutional limited government, but a respect for uh, the sacrifice they made, an appreciation of and a dedication to the supreme law of our land. So we document that we're a law-abiding people, that we reject revolution, and we stand for peaceful restoration. I get that we need to defend ourselves from time to time from out-of-control government. I understand I also understand the Founding Fathers did not have the blueprint when they fought King George. They had to fight, give their blood, their sacred honors, everything on the altar of that liberty tree, so to speak, in order to allow us to have the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution. We now have the checks and balances in place, and we can peacefully restore government if we will. And I'll give you examples of that as the broadcast unfolds today. But I'm telling you, uh, we have the seeds in our solution the proper role of government at our fingertips. And if Americans are a moral, religious, honorable, self-governing people, obeying the Ten Commandments for starters, turning to their God, not their government, for answers and solutions, understanding the free enterprise system, etc., we will be successful. If we don't do those things, we won't be, okay? It's not an indictment against the country. It's not a hate-filled statement. It's a factual reality check for us all where to turn for solutions, what we can do about it, how we can be involved. It should be a positive, invigorating opportunity. When people listen to this broadcast, hopefully they walk away going, I know it's gnarly out there, but I have a place. I have a role to play. I was born for this day, and I can participate, and we can get it done. We, the people of America, can be self-governed. We can obey the Ten Commandments. We can use the checks and balances that our founders gave us to pull down power to demand accountability, to create transparency, to right the wrongs. See, that's what it's about. And so we articulate this because it says so much about us. If they tell you that we're violent and that we advocate for violence, they absolutely lie. And you know what? We start out every program saying we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of America. Okay? That is not violent. We say it literally every hour. And we've done so for, what, almost 25 years? The words have slightly changed as we've improved on the broadcast over time, as things have become more clear to us about who we are and what our role is and what role we play. News the networks refuse to use because we challenge the mainstream press narrative of dishonesty uh, and, and, and manipulated news. 
and painting with a broad brush, and we highlight how we believe it to be. Okay, for example, we don't believe that Donald Trump took over the Capitol and killed everybody and that all Trump supporters are evil. That's a broad brush, mainstream press, dishonest, fake news lie. I do believe there was some, uh, you know, uh, Trump supporters in the mix, in the melee. Shame on them. Prosecute all law breakers to the fullest extent of the law, please. We stand against it. Always have. Always will. We're law and order people. We reject revolution. We reject insurrection. That, that goes without saying, right? Insurrection is part of revolution, is it not? Okay, so we reject all that. And we always have. But we do believe that President Trump meant well. He wanted to really have a 10-day audit of the elections, which still needs to happen, but no one's talking about it but me that I can see. We still need to stand by those things, even if some bad guys um, created a false flag operation and pointed it at the Trump supporters. We need to step back and say that wasn't us. <clears throat> even if it was some Trump supporters, that doesn't mean that they represent the rank-and-file Trump supporter. Most of us are peaceful, and we're not going to be responsible for the acts of some wacko or some deranged person, or somebody who wants to create intentional blowback, or somebody who betrays us, or whatever words you want to use, that's not me, that's not us, that never has been and never will be. Right? So we need to stand tall for the things that matter. And no one's speaking up, in my opinion, for the president. No one's speaking up really blatantly to say, look, I know some bad actors did things, they should be accountable, but that isn't us, and that's not we, that's not who we are and what we do. Right? But I'm still going to push on the election fraud, Okay, I'm still going to push on the violation of the First Amendment at every turn. The First Amendment's under assault like never before. Okay, look, freedom of speech, even the President of the United States can't speak through the normal, quote, modern-day new media taking center stage channels, can he? They shut him all down. They say he might create violence. The President Trump has created no violence, ladies and gentlemen. The bad apples that did that need to be accountable and arrested for sure. We all agree with that. But President Trump did not do that at all. Well, he incited violence, Sam. What words incited violence? Be strong. Fight for what's right. I don't, I don't get it. I don't see the connection. I think they're lying. And you can see how they're lying as they oppressed their advantage like you've never seen before. Never let a good crisis go to waste, said Ron Emanuel. And boy, howdy, do we see that, see that as a reality check right now. Trump's right. Trump was standing on the moral side of this thing, and they have literally, with fake news in the media, dishonest government officials, turned it around and pinned the tail on the donkey falsely against Trump. Now they've isolated Trump to where we don't know what he really thinks and says. All we know is Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, and a few people have encouraged him, whispered in his ear to send out a video of peace. Well, I support the video of peace, but I don't support letting the, the true concerns of fraud in our nation on one of the most fundamental rights we have, the right to vote. I don't see how we should let that go. And I don't see how that relates to the violence at all. Do you? All right. Trump refused to take blame for the attacks, as USA Today. That's good. But now he's peddling a video that talks about the peaceful transfer of power, which I agree with the peaceful transfer of power. But I don't agree with locking down Americans everywhere. Unprecedented violation of freedom to peacefully assemble and freedom of speech and freedom of religion right now. I don't agree with those things. And I'm not willing to set it aside because a couple of wackos get violent. Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. Scott Bradley here. 
Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman. I've got Brian Russ, RussQuinnandGift.com with me. Welcome back, brother. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Wow, there's so much to take on the FBI. Claiming armed protests are planned in all 50 U.S. state capitals. We reject violence, Brian. The FBI also issued warnings, believe it or not, before the event last Wednesday. And I'm making the point that I agree that there were some whacked out violent people. Some of them may have been Trump supporters. Uh, some of them, obviously not. All of them, uh, in my opinion, heck, bent on breaking the law. They should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. We reject their violence. We reject their uh, ill-gotten behavior, to say the least. However, the majority of Trump supporters were not violent. We all wanted a peaceful solution. We wanted Congress to investigate election fraud. Of course, no one's talking about that now but me, but we need to really investigate that. That was a peaceful desire and attitude. When Trump said fight, go to the Capitol, he didn't mean go to war or use weapons. He meant fight for the right and help Congress and uh, the you know House and Senate see that you're serious, that we really do want accountability in elections. And that's what he meant. Now it's being all twisted around and manipulated. And the problem is now everybody's forgot discussing about what's important. Trump's like, oh, let's have a peaceful transfer of power. Well, I agree. But what about this idea that we still need to look into election fraud? What about this issue where we have the First Amendment under assault like you've never seen in our lifetimes before? Those things we cannot let go of, even if they claim we're not peaceful. They lie, but we still need to stand on the fundamentals. Brian. Yeah, you're exactly right, uh, Sam. Actually, you know, you've had people on on the radio here just a, a bit ago, you, you know, the last little bit, you know, explaining their situation and that they weren't all storming the Capitol. And uh, but 
you know, the the left is basically just looking for any opportunity to to twist, to uh, you know, take a story and run it a different direction, and they don't want to allow us to uh, you know get to the truth. They just they really don't. You know, they're just making everything uh, chaotic and hectic, and they're they're and the news is right behind it, which which really uh, throws fire, uh, you know, you know, gasoline on the fire, I guess uh, you could say. And and so, Kat, this is where we're at. I mean, and it's been going this way for, you know, down this road for a while now. Sad tale to tell, but true as could be. Uh, one Capitol Police officer was arrested. Two are suspended. Uh, Fifteen are under investigation now. Many are saying it's an inside job, and I think to some degree that may be true. Uh, and the proof is in the pudding. Twitter now suspends 70,000 accounts. YouTube is suspending Donald Trump, saying that violence might be the result of him being on some of these channels. Uh, I mean, it goes on and on and on of the abuses we're taking over this because a few people go wacko. Impeachment 2.0 literally happened now. They impeached the president of the United States for the second time. This has never happened to a president before to get impeached twice, Brian. Yeah, that's unbelievable, you know, and and they just can't. You know, I think you look at uh, Pelosi, you know, she she just can't let it go. And, and, And that's the problem, too. I mean, her agenda for the last four years, has been not to to just bring him down, and she said, "I'm going to bring him down." She just, you know, it's it's just unbelievable that uh, she, you know, that they're doing this kind of thing and her push behind that, and it doesn't matter what's happening. That's her agenda, and uh, we didn't put her in office to do that. But boy, that's that's kind of what she wants to do, and and it's it's just sad that others are jumping on the bandwagon with her. I guess I think they want to they want to save their job or put them in a position, but it's they don't care about the people. And we've been saying this for years in the fact of, uh, you know, that uh, wrong is right, right is wrong, and where are we headed? Well, why are we going down that path? And, and, and it's just absolutely pathetic. Yes, it is. Now, here's what's interesting. Not only did they impeach the president yesterday for the second time, ladies and gentlemen, um, I guess over 10, de- or 10 Democrats agreed with the—I'm sorry, 10 Republicans agreed with the Democrats— uh, on this, and uh, it's kind of an interesting twist. In addition to that abuse, they also uh, voted in the House for a House impeaches President Trump, 232 to 197, 10 Democrats have voted in favor of impeachment against the president. So they got it done in the House. Now the House of Representatives also passed a, quote, non-binding measure calling on Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove President Trump from office. Pence says he won't do it. The non-binding measure does not require Senate approval. Uh, So they've even done that now, too, and this time one Republican uh, went along with that one. So two measures in the House against Trump, and I don't think it's about anything but trying to make sure that Trump can never run again because if Trump gets completely impeached— meaning that the Senate buys off on it, then it'll never happen. Now, to Mitch McConnell's credit, which I rarely give credit to Mitch, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, his office confirmed that he will not consent to reconvening the Senate before January 20th, or January 19th, I guess it is, effectively um, killing hopes for removing President Trump from office before the final day, if you will, of peaceful transfer of power before Joe Biden's inauguration, in other words. So that's an interesting twist there, too, 
uh, without the Senate, the House, and Republicans in the midst would have already sold us down the river. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's it's ugly. I agree. Wow, it's hard to, you know, he's the majority leader right now, and so that's why he has so much power. But the second, you know, a January 20th comes along, Mitch McConnell's uh, will not be the majority leader anymore, right? Yeah. So then what, what happens then? Huh? Yeah. Well, then then they will have a vote in the Senate. And since right. the Senate's primarily controlled by the Democrats, they will likely impeach President Trump completely. And I don't know that he can stop it. Hopefully there's enough Republicans in the Senate that dissent to stop it. But I don't know. I don't yeah. know that we have enough Republican support. I guess hopefully a, a couple of Democrats will see it for what it is and say, you know, I get that you guys hate Trump and you want him to never run again, but I'm not willing to go that far. I'm not willing to accept that because Donald Trump went to the peaceful rally and said, hey, fight for what's right and, and let's walk to the Capitol and help support these people. That, that I, don't, I don't believe that rises to the level of insurrection. Hopefully there'll be a few Democrats that see it that way. Otherwise, I think he's going to be completely impeached. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree. I, I just think that, uh, you know, we kind of been hoping and hoping and hoping over the last little while and hoping, and it doesn't seem to come fruition. I, I, you know, I, I just think that, you know, you know, well, yeah, I, I hope as well. But, uh, boy, I'll tell you, I, a lot of these hopes haven't really come about just simply because they don't care really about our hope or anything, uh, you know, just common sense. They just, yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, it's hard to know where to go uh, with that, except that is uh, the status right now. And we'll keep an eye on that ball, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get more details and, and kind of uh, uncover that as it unfolds. Uh, for now, though, Brian, let's get an update on the economy, though. The economy doesn't seem to be taking too bad over this. Thank heavens, right? Well, yeah. You know, the, uh, I mean, you look at the stock market, it's just going through the roof. You've got, you know, just everything else. Everything seems to be climbing. But, uh you know, the metals are kind of still doing their yo-yo uh, up and down uh, peaks and valleys uh, type thing, bouncing all over the place. You know, and it's it's interesting to watch, but yet, you know, they're, the numbers out there and, and people out of work and and still hit hard and, and everything that's going on. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, inflation's right here. We're, we're already in the middle of it. And, and so, yeah, anyway, let's get to the metals. <laughs> All right, so we're talking uh, gold. Last time we talked, it was what eighteen ninety seven. Yeah, right now we're sitting at eighteen forty two sixty. Eighteen forty two sixty. Okay. Uh, silver's twenty five thirty eight. So silver's down too, right? Yep. A uh, three eight. Yeah, yep. Okay. Uh, you got uh, platinum sitting at eleven hundred and seven dollars. Okay. Uh, palladium's twenty four twenty one. Kirk doesn't want to hear any of that. He just wants to know about the the uh, rhodium, sir. And it's twenty thousand five hundred. Whoa! Isn't that yeah. quite a bit up? Yeah. So, in my opinion, that's probably one of the best indicators that something is amiss, right? That's right. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they're not manipulating that. Not much of it to, to manipulate, but yeah, as far as. Uh, availability but yeah it's it's, it's kind of crazy wow that is crazy all right well man there's sure a lot going on in the news and you would think that things would be more volatile in the gold and silver markets but for some reason their manipulated powers really have control but i guess in the rhodium is where you can really uh, 
<laughs> kind of right. see the difference, huh? Yeah, there, there you go. You know, one, one interesting factor. I mean, re- even though our numbers are kind of spiking and and up and down. I mean, uh, your your silver eagle dollars right now. I mean, you know, they're selling over thirty dollars. They're thirty two dollars a piece. Um, you know, gold. You know, your gold's nine. I mean, two thousand uh, dollars. Yet yesterday we tried to order uh, material. And the men is shut down on the eagle, uh, making gold eagles. And Hang tight. I want to talk about this. Why on earth would the mint be shut down? Is it the cocoa or the civil unrest? What the heck? Hang tight. Brian Rust has answers. Hopefully. <laughs> Liberty Roundtable Live. Brian Rust. RustQuinnandGift.com. Claiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Wednesday, the House of Representatives voted to impeach President Trump on account of incitement of insurrection. The tally, 232 to 197, was mostly down party lines, with all 222 Democrats and 10 Republicans in the House voting to impeach. Former Michigan Governor Rick Schneider has been charged with willful neglect of duty that left the city of Flint, Michigan with lead-contaminated water for a regional outbreak of Legionnaires' disease in 2014. Schneider and others were scheduled to appear in court on Thursday. No governor in Michigan's 184-year history had been charged with crimes related to their time in office. Former 2020 U.S. presidential candidate Andrew Yang on Wednesday said he will run for mayor of New York City as a Democrat in this year's elections. Yang attempted to become the Democrat Party's nominee for presidency last year with a pledge to create a universal basic income that would pay every American $1,000 a month. USA Radio News. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. A report card on how states are doing with the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. USA Radio News' Tim Berg takes a look. North Dakota has done the best job of administering the COVID-19 vaccine to residents. The state has used 73% of the vaccine doses it received from the federal government. Next on the list were South Dakota, West Virginia, and Connecticut. At the bottom of the list is Arkansas, which has administered just 16% of the doses it received. Other states near the bottom include Georgia, Alabama, Arizona, and South Carolina. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Another social media company has silenced President Trump. Snapchat permanently banned President Trump from its platform on Wednesday. A company spokesperson says, In the interest of public safety and based on his attempts to spread misinformation, hate speech, and incite violence, which are clear violations of our guidelines, we have made the decision to permanently terminate his account. 
Thanks for listening. This is USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, we've got Brian Rush, RushQuinnandGift.com, riding shotgun, and he says basically the U.S. Mint is shut down. I know the U.S. uh, produces uh, coins in multiple locations. Brian, is it completely shut down or just mostly shut down? Well, from what I understand, I mean, they haven't uh, halted all production, but as far as gold eagles and buffalo, uh, the gold buffalo pieces right now aren't being uh, produced. Um, you know, I don't know if I, I've been trying to find out if it's a, it's more of a catch-up or what, but uh, right now production, and it, that that would be very interesting in the fact that the demand is, is uh, already high, very high on physical products. Um, I mean, just a day or so ago, I mean, we probably had in one day probably more than, uh, it's just amazing the amount of things we're tra- selling and trying to get and ordering and so on, and, and it's just an influx of hard-to-get product and, and longer waits. So. And they're primarily saying it's the corona that's the reason, because because of the cocoa, right? Well, they've, been, they've used that. They've used, yeah, that was part of, you know, shutting down and so on. Right now, I'm not sure. That, you know, one, one factor that comes into play a little bit is when you, you have all these governments or whatever competing against each other trying to produce their their – uh, uh, coins, uh, they need metal. And so that we're, you know, and they're, they're fighting, I, I think, amongst trying to get metal to produce these coins to sell. So I think the production just really isn't, isn't, uh, or availability to produce is, uh, you know, hit some, hit us, hit some halts here, I guess it looks like. So, so that's kind of what's happening. You know, you can take it at face level or face value and you can say, you know what, it's probably the coronavirus. It might be the capital, whatever, and it's not safe. So we're not going to, Uh, continue we're going to put a temporary halt to it another uh, suggestion though would be hey you know they want to create a coin shortage they want to create a cash shortage their real goal is to move towards a cashless society where they have complete dictatorial control over the money and the funding and everything else and this is uh, one of the excuses they have to move the needle in that direction first you create a coin shortage then you create a cash shortage and pretty soon the federal reserve and others are required to do different things um the coronavirus is the great cover they say CDC is now requiring all air travelers to the United States to have a negative coronavirus test before they can even get on the plane to come to the United States. So they're really drilling down on this thing. Uh, what do you think, Brian? Is the conspiracy theory accurate, or do you think that just the circumstances are the truth? No, I think they're, they're the you know the lad, later uh, is is right. Uh, you know, it's just every. I mean, it's it's kind of like. Um, we we learn we you prepare. I mean, preparedness really kind of gives you uh, um, freedom in a sense, you know, peace. And basically, we've been saying to people, you know, you just need to prepare. You need to just be putting a little away, a little away, and a little away. And, and realistically, in any in any sense, because if otherwise they start taking away some of these things or forcing you to do more and more things, well, at that point, it's almost too late. Oh, I've got to pull. It, it's like if they do, do a devaluation of our currency. If we wait to the fact of a week before or a few days before, well, realistically, you're not going to be able to convert that. You know, if you've got a lot of cash per se and they devalue, you're not going to be able to convert that cash. So, because it's too late. So, we kind of say, you know, you need to prepare. And and like you say, yeah, little by little, they take away the freedoms, move this direction, and before you know it, what's the adage? Uh, Satan leads you down to hell, and you didn't even know you were on the path. So. Wow. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So there might be more and more and more gold and silver shortages. Uh, Rhodium way, way up 
telling you there's is there are crises in the markets, even though they can mask them pretty good uh, in the public eye when it comes to gold and silver for various future reasons and uh, manipulation reasons and etc. Uh, but I find this interesting. You know how I always tell people don't dip your toe in the crypto, Brian? Yeah. Because I believe that it's a farce and I believe people can get scammed. Well, listen to this headline. The New York Times is looking into this situation, but here it is. He's down to the last two guesses, Brian, <laughs> to access $240 million in Bitcoin. <laughs> I guess go. what they say is when you forget your password, buddy, it's disaster. And so he forgot a password and now... Nobody can get the password because, of course, it's digitally hashed in the bit chain or whatever else. And so nobody can get it. Nobody knows the password, and there's no way to recover it, they claim. And so this poor guy's got $242 million on the line, and uh, he can't remember the password. Now, you've been in a situation where you've lost something or misplaced something for your life. You just can't think of it, and you just want to kind of bang your head almost, right? Right. What if you had $240 million just a <laughs> password away, brother? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You'd be beating yourself up pretty good on that one, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, hey, is it my wife's name? I got to, is it backwards? Uh, uh, what's her? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be afraid to tell my wife, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're, we're good. <laughs> $242 million in the case of yeah. this one guy. Now, they say don't worry about this one guy. <laughs> <laughs> because he has a bunch of passwords and a bunch of Bitcoin. And even though he can't get the $240 million that's locked up because he forgot one password, he does have a bunch of other passwords and a bunch of other Bitcoin treasure troves. And therefore, he's still fine. A sign promoting Bitcoin buying and selling is seen in a central Texas. Gunworks in Austin, Texas is kind of the photo they have on this article. I find that kind of interesting. Um, Very interesting. It's promoting buying and selling a Bitcoin, you know. Um, (laughs) They say it sucks when you can't remember your password to say Amazon or something like that, you know. But it really sucks (laughs) when it's right on the tip of your brain and it keeps you from accessing millions of dollars. Right. Now, here's the problem. If you guess wrong too many times, buddy, you know what happens? Your account will be locked forever. Oh. Now, this guy, by the way, that we're talking about, he's down to two last guesses, Brian. (laughs) Now, you've seen video games or mazes or something like that where someone's about to crack the code, and they're like, all right, here goes nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, howdy, here goes nothing. He's he's sweating. (laughs) Now, they say this is the plight of many a Bitcoin owner. The New York Times which notes, listen to this, of the 18.5 million, quote, pieces of cryptocurrency that are floating around, about one-fifth of them worth $140 billion are either lost or stagnating what they call Loctite virtual wallets. The issue revolves around what's called an iron key. It's a small hard drive that holds the digital keys to one's Bitcoin wallets. You need a password to open that iron key, buddy. And if you forget it, you only get 10 guesses 
before it's, you know, gone for good. And there's nobody because of the algorithm and the way this thing's built that holds the ability to help you get it back. Anyway, I bring this all up because did you hear the amount of money they're talking about? Listen, of the 18.5 million pieces of cryptocurrency, one-fifth of them worth $140 billion nobody can get at. But here's the question that I have for you. What happens when that occurs then? Are we just going to have that currency never available to anybody ever again? Or later down the road when no one's watching, will somebody be able to Oh, whittle that number down or commandeer a little piece of that Bitcoin floating around there to the tune of a couple of billion dollars. Okay, what on earth is going on, Brian? Yeah, good point. Uh, you know, I imagine there's going to be a number of these hackers. I know, obviously, maybe there's you can't hack into this, but maybe there is. They're going to be out there trying to get a piece of that pie. I mean, it's floating around somewhere. Maybe the spiritual realm out here, <laughs> they, they know the code. Amen. And hackers, could lock into the hackers are saying that they can eventually get at this, though, guaranteed. They just don't know how quick. Yeah, there you go. So my point, though, is when I say don't dip your tro- toe in the crypto, I ain't this guy that's banging his head over this whatever, $200 million or whatever it is. To, uh, this guy's going, man, I hear you, brother. Now, he's got enough Bitcoin, so he doesn't have to worry. But my, my point is, it's so easy to lose track of it. And if you have literally billions of dollars floating around, that no one can get access to, does that debase the currency to have lost percentages in your, quote, I don't know what you want to call it, availability of funding? And what, what does that do to it? And what would it do to it if somebody found those treasure troves at a later date? You can't rely on this, Brian. Yeah. It'll be a boom and a bust like you've never seen before. And what happens if, if a big guy with a lot of currency loses their password and instantly huge chunks are just available or not available at a whim? You can't rely on a system like that because it will absolutely plunge or peak those prices to the point of no return. Yeah. Am I crazy? Yeah. No, well, it sounds, yeah, you're right on, I think. I mean, that, that sounds about right. But don't worry, the U.S. Mint's closing their facilities. And, hey, Bitcoin, this guy's down to the last two guesses. That ought to make you feel good about the economy, huh, Brian? That's right. And the feds are, are willing to pipe in some more currency just turn to them nope 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 make some more you got 10 seconds here is joe biden's inauguration theme you ready for it yeah america united (laughs) they're trying to unite us aren't they doesn't it sound like it yeah but under what the constitution or the tyrannical agenda yeah that's right thanks brian (laughs) hey you bet have a good day russquinnandgift.com always doing a phenomenal job writ large that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, 
But I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com, always does a phenomenal job on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, breaking it down like nobody's business. He's fun, he's educated, he's interesting. Brian Rust, over the past 50 years, ladies and gentlemen, along with his family, multi-generational coin dealer. Brian Rust, over the past 50 years, Rust Coin has been working to educate customers about precious metals. RustCoinandGift.com to learn more. He's having trouble getting some real money because the, quote, mints are closed, right? U.S. Mint closes two facilities amid the coronavirus crisis. I don't know if it's the corona or the capital or whatever else, but they're certainly creating a hard money shortage, if you will. Uh, that's tragic. But there is still a lot available. And uh, Brian, if anybody can get their hands on it, it's Brian. So get a hold of my buddy Brian. Honest Money Report, gold right now, $1,842.60. Silver right now, $25.38. That's spot price, folks. House impeaches President Trump with 230 to 197 votes. Yeah, 10 Republicans joined Democrats in favor of impeachment. It's the first time a president of the United States has ever been impeached twice. Now, you got to debate what impeach means because the House did it, but it has no consequences. Uh, unless the Senate does it as well, the House of Representatives did also pass a non-binding resolution, if you will, calling on, my, it's a non-binding measure is what they call it, asking Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and root President Donald Trump from office. Pence says he won't do it. Mitch McConnell's office also confirms that he will not consent to reconvening the Senate before January 19th, effectively removing hopes of removing President Trump from office. Of course, you know that what's going to happen after that is then the Democrats are going to take charge. Um, they will probably impeach Donald Trump. The Senate will probably get it done, cementing President Trump's legacy of failure in their minds and cementing that President Trump will not be able to run again in 2024. That's what their real goal is. Shame on them. It's dishonest. It's politics at its worst. Uh, and there you have it. But they are heck bent to uh, make an example out of President Trump. And then use that literally to usher in a new era. The COVID, the cocoa, the attack on the Capitol, riots across the country, primarily fomented by the liberals and the left and the extreme and whatever you want to say. Uh, they're going to use that to remake America. 
If the COVID and all that doesn't work, they're going to add climate change to the mix to push their agenda. And anybody who speaks out against it, they're going to threaten arrest. They're going to threaten putting us in uh, training camps. Oh, yeah, these people are evil, and they're heck-bent set on their agenda. They're going to manipulate currencies. They don't want digital currency unless it's under government control. So they do want to jettison the dollar and create a, quote, Operation Jubilee. Satanic as all get out. They want a financial reset. And you got to be aware of that. That's all coming your way. Now, don't be negative. We've been in tough spots before in America and in the history of the world. And the believers in Jesus Christ always come out on top. So have no fear of that. Uh, nevertheless, it'll be a tough road to hoe along the way. And uh, we got to gird up our loins and get it done. And the best way to do that is to stand with God, family, and country, promote the protection of life, liberty, and property, stand for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, yesterday we talked about they want the Black National Anthem. to It's called Lift Every Voice and Sing. They want it to become the national hymn USA Today. And the idea is the blacks have been so wronged, it's now time to give them, quote, you know, fair play. Uh, but they don't really want equality or fairness. What they really want is reparations. Slavery reparations, that's where they're going. Write it down. Remember who warned you. There will be a serious push for that on the shoulders of lift your voice and sing or whatever else. Now, the people that have been wrong the most in America are the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, literally experienced an extermination order in the 1800s under Governor Boggs of Missouri. And I'm not here to bring that up in a negative way, but my point is that a lot of people have been wronged in the past. Uh, we shouldn't celebrate those wrongs. We should a little bit of hang our head in shame. But more importantly, we should look to the future with faith and hope and not repeat the negatives of the past. Uh, but if we're going to make any hymn, maybe the National Anthem, maybe it ought to be the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints written hymn. It was written by William Clayton, a well-known Mormon at the time, and it's called Come, Come, You Saints. Should that become the national hymn? Now, I'm not serious. I'm joking, but I'm making a point. We cannot promote every wronged people into the limelight at the expense of others and create reverse discrimination or reverse abuses all on the altar of making something right. What we need to do is stand together as Americans and say, look, the past was wrong, but we're grateful we're all here now and we're grateful we can see straight through the true lens of history and we'll make sure never to repeat the negative side uh, and we will promote that which is good, honorable, and right going forward. Let's stand shoulder to shoulder to get it done. Big Tech creating a bunch of that inequality as well. Ron Paul says Big Tech has been given tens of billions of dollars in taxpayer-provided sweetheart deals. And boy, howdy, is he right about that. We also talked about U.S. hospitals are pushed to the brink, they claim, as COVID-19 persists. And I don't believe it's true. Now, I believe there's a few hospitals in a few areas where that might be the case. But massively over the nation, it's not true. L.A. might be an exception. But I got a question that seems like the more they force masks and the more they force distancing and the more they shut down the population, the greater spread of the cocoa we have. All right. Now, that's interesting. It's also interesting in my mind, um, this idea that we're going to ignore this doctor that testified before Congress representing a whole organization. His name is Dr. Pierre Corrine. He testified before Congress, before the Senate about a drug called ivermectin. He said, I can't keep doing this. I beg you to review the data that we in our organization have presented. Uh, he was in a COVID-19 Senate hearing, and he basically said this. Now, they've attacked the doctor relentlessly, saying he's a, a political hack and nothing but a medical quack and everything else. But they've wrongly attacked this gentleman. He's spot on right. 
his organization making a difference. He's got an organization that I'm researching. I reached out to try to have an interview with a doctor or somebody from their staff. But it's called FL, like Frontline, FLCCC.org. No, I'm sorry, net. I'm sorry. FLCCC.net. Check it out. Listen to me. FL, like Frontline, Florida, if you will. FLCCC.net. Check it out because I'm telling you right now, this doctor and this group are on to something big. And our prayers are for their success. So when president-elect, as they call him, which I don't, by the way. When the Biden team announces their inauguration theme, it's called America United. Could we unite on getting rid of the COVID and using ivermectin and other things to solve that? Yeah. Will uh, <clears throat> will our buddy uh, Joe Biden do that? I doubt it. I pray that he does, though. I truly pray he does. So I'm writing in my notes. Check out flccc.net. It is worth your time to know about the COVID and solutions to the COVID. All right, man, the economy is melting down. You can watch it in the rhodium numbers, as we mentioned. They can manipulate gold and silver, as we mentioned, but they also can't manipulate the price of a car. The average price of a new vehicle in America today has topped $40,000 for the first time ever as Americans switch from generally passenger cars to more expensive USVs, or yeah, or SUVs, I'm sorry, and pickups. Prices are rising to the point where the average down payment on a new vehicle is has reached an all-time high as well. Okay, so the average down payment has reached an all-time high as well, and the average car price for a new vehicle, 40000 I don't believe that's sustainable. Folks, I know this. I can't buy and I have never bought a $40,000 car in my entire life. And that's just the average cost. That's not even a high-priced vehicle. There's no way. I, I can't even buy cars that are half that, hardly. I say hardly because I've done it before. I don't know that I'd do it again. But there you have it. Listen to me. <laughs> the average price of a new vehicle has topped $40,000 for the first time as people jettison passenger cars and move more towards SUVs and trucks, pickups. Wow. That is shocking. The average price of U.S. gas is up $0.09 cents to about $0.235. Cents. It might have slightly changed. I got this number a couple few days ago, so it might be slightly different. But they say it's way down from last year. That's a blessing, but it's going up. I wonder if it'll be worse, huh? And the last headline of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. I'm against masks, as you know, because I don't think they work. I think it's a bunch of propaganda. And you say, Sam, do you reject the science? I actually had a family member say that to me. Sam, do you just reject the science on this? No, I agree that masks can help in very controlled, very situational settings. If you take a bunch of medical personnel and train them how to use masks and you give them the right kind of masks, let me say that again, the right kind of masks, in a controlled environment that's really regulated and controlled and people are absolutely trained and vigilant, masks can help. I don't deny that one bit. But when you take the average population and you take masks that people make on their sewing machine or masks that don't rise to the level of, of, of what's needed, and then you have people run in and out of places, touching their face, taking off their mask, 
putting it in their pocket, putting it on the next day to go in somewhere else over and over and over and over. I submit to you that you're creating a worse problem than you started out with. More people are touching their face more than ever and everything else. People who don't know how to use the masks aren't trained to wear them properly. The masks don't reach medical level status. Um, you know, and so people are touching their face. Little kids sneeze in their mask and put it on later. You know, and you say, well, you're supposed to throw them away. I know, but people don't. People can't afford it. Where are you going to get a mask and you walk into a place five times a day or whatever else? Or you wear it at work all day. Where are you going to get masks to change every day? Well, Sam, they're free certain places. Yeah, but you don't know what grade they're at. You don't know. Okay. And all I'm telling you is I'm convinced that when you have a non-educated population putting on and off and on and off and off the same masks that are not set to medical grade, untrained people, close proximity over and over. So I put on my mask and I'm in close proximity to 10 people. And then I leave and go to another place and I'm 10 different people. And I got that same mask that's full of germs. I'm breathing in it all day long. And that breath has, you know, um, mist or, or, or um, humidity in it. And then it sticks to the mask and then germs. And I'm convinced you're creating a bigger problem than no masks at all. Now, I'm entitled to that opinion. You may or may not agree, but here's the point. Here's the reason I bring this up. Now they're saying, should you be double masking? I kid you not. They're really saying, should you be double masking? You start achieving some pretty high efficiencies when you do, they claim. And I'm going, are you kidding me right now? Are Americans really going to start to double mask? Where's the money going to come from for the masks for that? Hey, we need uh, our buddy uh, Fauci, the top doctor, to lie and tell people not the double mask because we can't make enough masks yet. Why doesn't he lie and say we don't need double masks for a couple of months until we can ratchet up manufacturing and sell more masks? And then he can come back and say, well, by golly, I was wrong. Double masking has proved And now they roll out a bunch of studies, and now you're going to double mask? I mean, this is just insanity on steroids, ladies and gentlemen. Don't buy the lie. Double masks will make the problem even worse. You'll start to affect people's breathing. You'll start to drop the oxygen level for people. You'll start to have more and more and more. Why not just make the masks thicker? In fact, why not just prevent people from even being in proximity with anybody forever? What are, they're, they're going down a rabbit hole of absolute tyranny on this dishonest lie. Most people touch their faces way more when they have a mask on than when they don't. And those masks certainly are not clean, safe, and effective in a population that doesn't know how to use them, doesn't know how to refresh or change them, and doesn't know how to um, relate to them in any trained method. It is disaster. Mark my words, write it down. Research proves that I'm correct. Hour one of the can, two coming up. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale. God save the Republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the fourteenth, in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-one. Man, do we got a lot of hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use every hour on your radio. Six days a week, we're live on the Sabbath. We rest. 
Why? Because that's what we've been instructed to do by the Almighty. Almighty God, ladies and gentlemen. That's whom we follow on this broadcast. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, January the 14th. So last hour we talked to Brian Rust about gold and silver. RustQuinnaGift.com did a phenomenal job. We talked about um, House and Peaches President Trump. Ten Democrats go along with the, or ten Republicans go along with the Democrats. The House of Representatives also pushed for the 25th Amendment. They voted in favor of it, saying Trump, get rid of, I'm sorry, Pence, get rid of Trump. Pence said no. Mitch McConnell will not convene the Senate, so they will not impeach President Trump completely while he's in office. But I bet the Democrats will get it done later, strategically uh, devised by the swamp. No doubt about that. And President Trump, if he gets impeached completely and, and the Senate validates it, if you will, and then President Trump will not be able to run in 2024. That's their end game, in my humble opinion. U.S. Mint closes two facilities amid the coronavirus outbreak and amid the capital fiasco. He's down to the last two guesses, they say, to access his Bitcoin. $242 million at stake. You only get 10 guesses, and if you miss them all, you cannot get your password back, according to the Bitcoin. And uh, the bottom line is this guy's got two guesses left. There you have it. I told him not to dip his toe in the crypto, but he didn't listen to me. There you have it. Now, Biden announces his inauguration theme, America United, and I would ask, united around what? Certainly not the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, not around the checks and balances that we advocate for. Uh, in my opinion, um, you know, the problem with President Trump sitting this one out, if you will, uh, is that Biden now becomes the president criminal elect, is the way I would put it. We talked about check out flccc.net. Learn about the solutions to the coronavirus once and for all. Ivermectin is one of the great answers. We also talked about the average price of a new vehicle, over $40,000 now. Down payments at an all-time high as well for vehicles. Who can sustain that? We talked about the average of U.S. gas up about $0.09, cents, but it's down from a year ago. We said, should you be double masking? Believe it or not, they say you start achieving some pretty high efficiencies if you double mask. I say they're on crazy crack. I mean, they're nuts. Double mask? Are you kidding me right now? Masks are a disaster already. All right, we got a lot to discuss this second hour, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to start it out with talking about President Trump. I, I, I don't know what to say about this. But I'm going to say this. Shame on President Donald Trump. You say, Sam, why? I believe in President Trump. And I believe President Trump is right when he says there's vote fraud. And I don't believe that President Trump advocated for violence one bit. But since they pulled off, in my opinion, this false flag coup, this attack on the Capitol, and since because the media is so powerful they can manipulate it, government and media together can uh, manipulate the people to believe that Trump supporters caused it all, never documenting the truth, it's kind of like how in uh, um, Charlottesville, President Trump said there's bad people and good people on both sides. Boy, is that a truism. Nevertheless, they uh, castigated him for that, slaughtered him for that, and now he's getting slaughtered again. And whenever President Trump gets beat too hard, uh, he melts down. Now, yeah, if you punch President Trump and you just get a nick on the nose, then he'll swing back really hard. But if you really do the takedown on the Donald, he'll wimp right out. And this is where I say shame on President Trump. So listen carefully to the points that I'm making before you criticize my analysis. 
Okay, I love President Trump, and I'm grateful for the wonderful things that he's done in office. Pro-life, put good people on the courts. He hasn't been perfect, but he's done his very best. You know what? Get rid of regulations. He's gotten rid of, what, eight regulations to every new thing that they put in place. You know, he's, he's really tried to decrease spending. And, and, okay, if he would have been supported by his party, just imagine what he could have got done. So I have a lot to praise President Trump about. And I wish that we had the next four years with him because I believe he honestly, rightfully um, did receive more votes than imposter Joe Biden. Okay, I'm convinced of that. Okay, so I do believe there's election fraud. But here's the point. Since they created this lie, this coup, now Donald Trump's running around spending his time going, I am so sorry, we need peaceful transition and we need this and that. And, and he's saying all these things. But here's the problem. Let me explain this problem to you very, very clearly. President Trump says, I want to be very clear. So I'm Sam Bushman, and I want to be very clear to the president as well and to all of you. Just because some wackos went crazy at the Capitol, some Trump supporters, many not, that doesn't justify the rest of us just melt down and capitulate. Okay, vote fraud still real and still happened. And we not we ought not let that go. Uh, secondly, in addition to vote fraud being real and happened, the rule of law people, us, should find out who really did commit the violence and the destruction of property at the Capitol and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. We've always been about that. We always have been and we always will be. That doesn't change. So if you're going to suggest we're the lawbreakers, you're wrong. We've stood for the rule of law and for obedience to the law over and over and over again. And just because you can somehow manipulate this in the media, we should stand on our truth. We should stand taller than ever for our patriotism, for our liberty, for our morality, not capitulate and melt down. Of course we want the peaceful transfer of power. We've always wanted that. To suggest otherwise is the lie. But vote fraud is still real. Trump is right. Trump did not cause that violence. We need to discover who did. And if it's a few people that support Trump but got too zealous, fine, prosecute them. They go against what President Trump has always stood for and what we on this program stand for, which is the rule of law and morality. Remember when they were rioting in the streets, uh, the Democrats were apologizing for it and running around saying it's okay. The ends justify the means. And it was President Trump saying this has got to stop. We need to keep that same narrative, which is we are not responsible. We've always been for prosecuting whoever gets violent, whoever abuses the law, whoever destroys private property. We've always been about that, and we maintain we're about it right now. Let's get it done. That should be the narrative. But in addition to the fraud, to the violation of, of all that we hold dear, uh, one of the most fundamental rights we have, our vote being under assault, in addition to uh, a false flag created by media and government, which we'll get to in more detail in a minute, they have presented, prevented President Trump from speaking or tweeting or Facebooking or Instagramming or what, gabbing? Is that the word? Gab? Or whatever uh, on these uh, systems because they say they can't have President Trump do that because if he did, you know what, he might incite violence and then mm, it, we got to stop him. Can't have that. YouTube, shut him down, everybody, because we got to stop violence, right? Got to shut down um, Parler entirely because, you know, and Gab because of violence, a potential for the supporters. to try. Okay, this narrative has got to stop. So let me explain what happened now. Not only did they shut President Trump down and say you can't speak under your own. What do you want to say, your own recognizances or on your own by yourself without 
You're allowed to speak if we pressure you into a pre-recorded announcement uh, and you carry kind of the banner that we tell you, then we will let you speak to the people, but under controlled, supervised uh, conditions. So now while President Trump is locked down from all these services, he's not allowed to think and articulate what he thinks and believes. In other words, he's not allowed to, to openly discuss what he wants to the media or to anybody, to the world to the American people on his own, but he is under very controlled, manipulated circumstances. All right? It's kind of like if somebody had the authority and took Sam Bushman off the air and then came back and said, Sam, you're allowed to read this approved statement. In fact, you need to do this, or it just proves what, how you're not a patriot. You're not a good guy if you don't carry the ball for us now with the script we've written for you. And I'm going to play back the script that was on Salem Radio News at the top of the hour. Right? A lot of people criticize me and say, why do you carry the top and bottom of the hour? Because I get sound bites from it and because you get what the enemy news is talking about. Now, I'm not saying Salem is our enemy or USA is our enemy by any means. I'm just saying they carry a lot of the mainstream press enemy um, headlines and promotion. But we need them from time to time. We need to know what they're doing and what's happening with them, right? So listen to President Trump right here. Remember, He's completely blocked from saying what he wants, his own way, in his own time and circumstance, 100% shut down. First Amendment gone for the Don, the Donald, right? But if you say what we want you to say, buddy, we will carry your sound bites everywhere. Here it is from President Trump. And listen to what he says. I'm going to be very critical of what he says. Listen carefully. Oh, hold on. I got I to gotta turn up my thing here. He starts out by saying, I want to be very clear. And that's President Trump. I want to be very clear. President Trump in a video released after the Democrat-controlled House voted to impeach him in the aftermath of the U.S. Capitol riot. I unequivocally condemn the violence that we saw last week. Now, I unequivocally condemn the violence as well. Okay, let's prosecute the fullest extent of the law, no doubt. But that goes without even saying. But I appreciate President Trump reiterating it. It's good. Okay. But then we run off the rails here. So you're allowed to have a pre-produced video from the White House controlled by all the enemy swamp monsters around you. But yet you can't say what you want because you might create violence if you were free to, to tweet and speak and say what, what. But under controlled circumstances, by all means, let's, let's carry what you say to the rooftops. Do you find hypocrisy in that, folks? Do you find a concern with that? All right, when we come back, I'll play the rest. I'm just saying this is out of control. President of the United States of America. You're not free to speak and think and say what you want or as you normally will. But you are free to speak. In fact, encouraged, promoted to speak under controlled press release video style circumstances with a swamp all around him whispering in his ear. And here's what he has to say. We'll tell you about it in seconds. We'll play it in seconds. How's that? Have we realized the assault against our lives? our liberties, our faith. To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm, by a friend of Megagoria, The Strategy of Heaven Revealed.
Big Q, Little Q, the calm before the storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, so I have a problem with saying we can't have President Trump speak with his own mind, his own desires, his own opinions. Uh, so we're going to shut him down everywhere in the, quote, new media, the tech industry. The new media where he can talk directly to the people. We're not going to allow that because, by golly, Trump will just incite violence and create insurrections and run the whole nation off the rails into complete revolution. Flat out lies, satanic lies, ladies and gentlemen. However, President Trump can speak if we pre-prepare a video, have the swamp whisper in his ear, create a transcript or a script of what he's going to say, then it's purely fine. You fine with that from a Second Amendment? I'm sorry, a First Amendment point of view, ladies and gentlemen? I am certainly not. I think it's an absolute criminal shame. Listen to the president. Violence and vanity. Let's see, let me start back at the beginning here, just to get it clean. I want to be very clear. President Trump, in a video released after the Democrat-controlled House voted to impeach him in the aftermath of the U.S. Capitol riot. I unequivocally condemn the violence Amen. that we saw last week. Absolutely. Violence and vandalism have absolutely no place in our country. Now, let me stop there. I disagree. Now, you say, wait a minute, Sam. Vandalism? No, I don't believe vandalism. The destruction of property has a place. But violence does have an appropriate place if it's in self-defense. Okay, and if you say violence has no place, then how do we get the American Revolution? Okay, and uh, you know what? Violence does have a place because the cops commit violence all the time in stopping uh, insurrections and in stopping rioting with batons and guns. When a guy goes ballistic with a gun uh, and a cop shoots the gunman, to stop them, I commend the police for doing this. Don't misunderstand me, but it's very violent to shoot somebody, right? So violence uh, does have a place in self-defense. In fact, if you even look at it biblically, there's certainly an appropriate. So I agree that <laughs> vandalism and violence in the setting that he's talking about have no place. I agree. Uh, but let's be very careful not to start painting that violence has no place ever. Now, I agree that oftentimes you could say, well, hey, fighting back or defending oneself isn't violence. It's the preventing of violence. And I would agree with that as well. But we need to be very careful with words because if you're not careful, it will backfire. Then they'll say, since there's no violence, we need no guns. No, we need guns. The government needs to be scared of the people, ladies and gentlemen. The founding fathers drew the line in the sand when they came for the guns. When George said, take the guns, they said, uh-uh. 
Okay? But the revolution was fairly violent, folks, back in the day, which makes us free. Let's be very understanding about that reality check. It also sometimes takes violence to defend one's wife and children and family. And oftentimes it takes violence to defend our nation. Let's be very clear. And no place in our movement. I agree violence has no place in our movement right now. He's absolutely right about that. I'm being fair to the president, I think. But listen carefully now to what he says, and then I'll tell you what I think he should be saying at this point. Making America great again has always been about defending the rule of law. Amen. Making America great again has always been about defending the rule of law. So that's the narrative that he should be really focusing on. But then he got cut off right there. I don't have the whole video in front of me. I don't have a staff to go hunt it down. I'm only one guy doing the best I can. But I'm telling you, that's the narrative. We've always been for the rule of law. Let's prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. In fact, I need to maybe stay president so we make sure the prosecutions happen because Joe won't prosecute uh, his rioters. Let's keep going here. Mr. Trump says security is being strengthened ahead of next week's inauguration. I have directed federal agencies to use all necessary resources to maintain order. In Washington, D.C., we are bringing in thousands of National Guard members to secure the city and ensure that a transition can occur safely and without incident. I agree with that. Okay. Look, President Trump needs to be peaceful. We need a peaceful transfer of power. I agree with all that. President Trump's waited too long to take action in meaningful ways. Okay. The time to fight election fraud was not after it was committed. Um, in 2020, it was after it was committed in 2016, president Trump put together a, um, you know, a, 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 a task force to do that. Then he got mocked and it got shut down and there was nothing done for four years, really, except for complaining. That's the error. The error is not solving it in a day. You'll never get that done. It's kind of like a basketball game. All right. Uh, and they, they don't do very well. They don't play very well for the first th- four quarters, three quarters of the game is, or, I'm sorry. Uh, the game is almost over. Just t- five minutes left. And they're 30 points behind because, by golly, they just didn't play very well the first three and a half quarters. Now they got five, seven minutes left, and they play real hard, and they start to catch up, and they narrow the gap, narrow the gap. In fact, they get a bunch of things going their way, and by golly, now they're only eight points down. And then they lose by seven. And they're like, whoa, man, we lost that thing right at the very end. And no, you didn't. You almost saved your bacon at the very end. You lost that thing in the three quarters plus. You didn't play very well. And you know what? I know Donald's done a lot of good. But even his own party betrayed him in the swamps too deep for one man. So I'm not trashing Trump. But here's what I think Trump should be saying right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I demand, as President of the United States, I create an executive order that we halt the election transfer. Until we have proof that there was not vote fraud. Okay, allegations are there. Evidence is there. We're going to let the people that have the evidence... Literally, uh, you know what? Work through this. You would say, well, wait a minute. All the other branches of government, the courts, they've all shut down Trump. I know. But they didn't do it based on the rule of law. They didn't do it based on uh, evidence. They simply rejected the cases in courts all across the land on you don't even have standing or some technicalities. They didn't really investigate the reality of things. In addition to vote fraud, listen carefully to me to make this point 
where I believe President Trump should probably create a, 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 a way to dig into this. Executive order, be it what you will. And you would say, Sam, are you for executive orders? And I would say, for the most part, no. But we have created a crisis in America, ladies and gentlemen, where the Democrats have told you over and over and over there's vote fraud. Until they use vote fraud to betray the president, Republicans and Democrats alike. And then we're about to have a real investigation that the courts won't do. And judges should be being impeached, not the president. Judges all across the land should be impeached over their unwillingness to even consider fraud. They're not even considering to look at the evidence. They're just telling you there's no evidence. We won't even look into it. We're not going to look at the merits of the case by, uh, on the idea of lack of standing and on the idea of technicalities. It's gone. We're not even going to talk about it. I think that's criminal and should be stopped. So judges should be impeached. But President Trump should say, in addition to the vote fraud, which we need an investigation before I'll accept a, an election transfer. I want the peaceful transfer of power, too, but not fraudulent peaceful transfer of power. That's not acceptable in the constitutional republic. And I have a duty to protect ourselves from enemies, foreign and domestic, as the commander-in-chief, and I'm not going to allow that to occur. And in addition, we've added insult injury to the election fraud, and we've created now an insurrection on the Capitol in an effort to avoid real investigation of our accountability regarding the election fraud. So the second we try to look into election fraud to make sure that it's not happening on our watch, they create an insurrection now that means nobody's looking into election fraud. That's not acceptable to me. So they've added insult to injury, and I, the president, am going to do something about it. That's where I think President Trump should be. He should say, I've never advocated for violence, and I never will, but at the same time, I'm not going to get off the vote fraud thing. And I'm certainly not going to deny the insult to injury discussion that says, hey, did they do this? Did the insurrectionists do this just to prevent us from really looking into the vote fraud? If so, that's not going to work either. So shame on President Trump uh, for uh, not using his speech wisely to stand up for the republic and the rule of law. Election fraud happened. We never got the chance to discuss it openly, and we're not going to be transferring power. I support the peaceful transfer of power, but i got to make sure there's no fraud first. And i got to find out who literally committed this insurrection so that I can know if it's, if it's legitimate or not. What I mean by that is, do they do it to stop us from the vote fraud investigation? The 10-day halt to have an audit? If they did then the peaceful transfer of power would be under fraud, wouldn't it? All right, now, you say to me, Sam, how can that be? How can you, there's no evidence, they say. They love the term, there's no evidence, right? They love that phrase. These tyrannical thugs love that dishonest, satanic phrase. But let me lay it out to you very correctly. In the halls of Congress right now, Democrats are making a very, very interesting, um, what do you want to call it, point? Uh, observation, uh, allegation. I could use a bunch of words to describe the Democrats' interesting point. You ready for it? Here it is, right before the break. Then we'll come back and talk about it, all right? Democratic lawmaker claims Capitol Raid was an inside job. Now, I might have a completely different view of what kind of an inside job it is from them. They're making an inside job claim about Trump supporters and cops. I would make an inside job about, well, let's talk about it. But all I'm telling you is with those allegations, can we have the peaceful transfer of power honorably? I personally 
think not. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Ten House Republicans joined Democrats to impeach President Trump on charges of incitement of an insurrection on Wednesday. The final vote was 232 to 197. Former federal prosecutor Doug Burns tells Fox News the realities of impeaching a former president. Um, the principal penalty per the Constitution is removal from office. So you can only imagine the average person scratching their head saying, wait a minute, this is to remove him from office, but he's already out of office. Now that he's impeached, he can't run again and so on. So the law is that in order for that to happen, the president has to be convicted by the 67 senator votes first. Then it's an ancillary or additional penalty of disqualification. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told Republican colleagues Wednesday that he has not made a final decision on how he will vote on impeachment and that the proceedings will not begin until after the inauguration. This is USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Rates, policy forms, and availability vary by state. Social media app Parler may be gone forever after being exiled from various service providers, including Google and Amazon. CEO John Matza made the announcement Wednesday and cited the Capitol Hill protests as the reason for conservative censorship. Legal filings said the Twitter alternative was home to 12 million users. President Trump on Wednesday addressed the Capitol Hill riot. No true supporter of mine could ever endorse political violence. No true supporter of mine could ever disrespect law enforcement or our great American flag. Whether you are on the right or on the left, a Democrat or a Republican, there is never a justification for violence. No excuses. No exceptions. In Washington, D.C., we are bringing in thousands of National Guard members to secure the city and ensure that a transition can occur safely and without incident. USA Radio News. So I'm saying, I'm saying shame on Donald Trump. He should be standing tall. You even got Democrats now claiming, Democrat lawmaker claims, Capitol Raid was an inside job. Representative Mickey Sherrill said that she saw lawmakers, listen carefully, leading people through the Capitol on a reconnaissance mission the day before last week's riot. Them there, ladies and gentlemen, are serious Serious allegations. 
Representative Mickey Sherrill, Democrat of what, New Jersey? She was also joined by Chrissy Halladin of Pennsylvania. I guess they had a Democratic House caucus meeting with Nancy Pelosi. And Mickey Sherrill is literally claiming that members of Congress led people through the Capitol on a reconnaissance mission a day before last week's riot. Now, she would say that it's Republican congressmen that are in on it. I don't know who would lead somebody on a reconnaissance mission. And I don't know if the Democrats would do it to create an insurrection to blame it on the Trump people or if the Republicans would do it to um, try to create a distraction so they wouldn't have to vote against President Trump, against investigating vote fraud. But all I can tell you is a Democrat, two Democrats in front of Nancy Pelosi doubling down and making that claim. Now, as far as I understand, this lady, Cheryl, Mickey Cheryl, uh, she, I guess, is, is, is former military, so she claims she knows what a reconnaissance mission looks like. Cheryl is a New Jersey Democrat. She took to Facebook Live on Tuesday to explain why she voted in favor of a resolution asking Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove the president from office. She said that Trump had incited a mob in an attempt to overturn the valid election results. But remember this idea called projection, right? I believe these Democrats literally created an insurrection. She then referenced what she calls congressional colleagues who, um, who abetted the president, including those who had groups come through the Capitol a day before coming through the Capitol. On January 5th, she says, I saw them. They weren't normal. They were creating reconnaissance missions. And we need to have them held accountable. And if necessary, we need to make sure that they never get the chance to run for or be in Congress. Now, listen. This is serious. She then referenced congressional colleagues. And she said, hey, they had group come through. I saw them on January the 5th. It was a reconnaissance mission for the next day. She added and said, I'm going to see that they're held accountable and if necessary, ensure that they don't serve in Congress. These aren't the first whispers from Democrats, by the way, as uh, claiming that it was an inside job. Wow. That's very interesting, isn't it? Wow. Inside job. She then referenced congressional colleagues. Now, this is serious discussion, folks, because if this really is true, I don't know who created reconnaissance missions inside the Capitol. I don't know who brought people through a day before, whether it was Republicans or Democrats or who did what. I don't know what the logs would show. I don't know what congressmen and senators would say. But in my opinion, if you have election fraud and then you literally have a situation where 
a capital event occurs that's violent, that destroys property, um, you know, you could call it an insurrection. The real question needs to be who done it. And the mainstream press and government all too quick to blame it on Trump and Trump supporters. But now you've got Democrats saying that it was an inside job. So if this is true, we need to find out an inside job by who. And if it really is Republicans that wanted to betray Trump, then they need to be held accountable. I agree. If it's Democrats who wanted to uh, stand against Trump, they need to be held accountable. Okay? But you can't just say, hey, um, we didn't really uh, debate the vote fraud allegations. And we certainly didn't have a chance for Pence or anybody else to appropriately assess if we need a 10-day audit based on the evidence and the discussions and the debates. If nobody got a chance to hear the whole story to vote properly, for them to vote and accept the state's electric college tallies or certifications, then you got a serious problem because you say, well, wait a minute, an inside job created an insurrection that derailed that discussion, that vote. I don't think that you can accept the peaceful, legitimate transfer of power. Now, I do support the peaceful nature. Don't misunderstand me. But I think what we need to do is call a halt to the transfer of power and say, hey, wait a minute. We have got to now look into not only vote fraud, not only the courts being unwilling to discuss the cases before them, but now the Congress who may have, Republicans or Democrats, I don't know who, but who may have literally created a capital raid that was an inside job, pre-planned, etc. Now, is Cheryl, is Representative uh, Mickey Cheryl? Yeah, it's Mickey, M-I. K-I-E, Mickey Sherrill. She says that she saw the day before that it was a reconnaissance mission going on, multiple reconnaissance missions. Lawmakers were leading people through the Capitol on reconnaissance missions a day before last week's riot. If that is true, I don't see how you can honorably, peacefully transfer power. You've got election fraud. And then when we're about to expose that fraud and look into it, it's stopped by this, quote, insurrection. And then they use that to blame it all on the Trump people, and they use that to march ahead. And they're on the offensive so hard to try to impeach President Trump, which they just did for the second time, unprecedented in history. And then they invoke the 25th Amendment efforts in the House. And now they're saying President Trump can't speak for himself. Uh, but yet, as long as he speaks what we tell him, we'll give him a microphone. But if he speaks on his own uh, opinions or idea? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Okay, this smacks of a coup, folks. Of a swamp coup d'etat against the legitimate president of the United States. And President Trump, instead of capitulating and going, oh, my goodness, this is horrible. I'm, 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 I'm putting troops everywhere. And I'm, I'm, he needs to stand up and say, wait a minute. You're not going to have a situation where I can't speak for myself, but you'll prepare a prepared speech or have me speak from the White House video and say certain things. And you're not going to muzzle me in one way, but allow, you know, encourage me to speak in another controlled, manipulated way while you uh, have vote fraud. And then while you have allegations of an insurrection 
in America, in the U.S. Capitol, that was an inside job? We're talking about Democratic lawmakers making this claim, not me, not Republicans. Now, they want to tell you that the Republicans did it. They led reconnaissance missions, and the Republicans on the inside congressmen uh, were part of it. I don't know if I believe that's true. But I'll tell you what I do believe is true, that we cannot allow this to stand. And if we do, we will really be in trouble, okay? We cannot let, but President Trump has already melted down and capitulated, okay? If this Democratic lawmaker is telling the truth, and I don't know if she is even, but I know this, we need to investigate it. And we cannot allow the peaceful transfer of power until we do, because what if we find out after the fact that, yes, there was an insurrection led by Democrats with a goal of covering up the impeachment investigations to where we wouldn't be able to investigate properly, and they wrongfully forced their guy into power? Then what? And if President Trump steps aside and Joe jumps into that hot seat, will we ever have the ability to investigate it fully? I don't think we will. So time is of the essence, and in my opinion, shame on Trump because I, I think that he's capitulating when he ought not. Did they really create a coup? And if so, who is or are they? By the way, to add insult to injury as they attack Donald Trump on every front, scaring the heck out of the president, I'm sure. It's almost terroristic in nature, the abuse that President Trump is under. Democratic New York City Mayor. Bill de Blasio announced on Wednesday on MSNBC's broadcast of Morning Joe, of all places, right? That all Trump organization contracts with the city will be completely terminated. De Blasio cited criminal activity by the president. Hold on a minute. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. One thing 2020 has made crystal clear. For Liberty lovers, hope lies where it always has, in our own hands. So join us at Liberty Hall on Saturday, January 16th for a preparedness fair with speakers on topics from health to food growing, prepping supplies, first aid, self-reliance, and more. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Saturday, January 16th. Go to lovingliberty.net. That's lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we uh, go fishing? Just very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song and will you listen to our it? Our next year oldest daughter came to me with tears in her eyes and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing up. My son up. does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at, and I'll go into my office after the bell has rung, and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about and you. And I think of my boy that uh, we finally got him 
through graduation. And he came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family, isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Extremely liberal, anti-American, Democratic New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announced all Trump Organization contracts with the city will be terminated. Now, is this political retribution? Absolutely to the highest level. And this is why I say they've got an all-out all 100% assault on President Trump because they know full well if we were to investigate vote fraud, they would go down in history as the vote fraudsters. And they've got to pull out all stops so that we never really get the chance to audit vote fraud. The courts wouldn't do it. That's proof enough. The states wouldn't do it. That's of great concern. But now they're forcing President Trump by attacking his personal family and businesses. Okay, they want to make sure that he never runs for office in 20, or I'm sorry, in 2024. But now that the Nick New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announced all Trump organization contracts will be terminated with the city. Now let me explain why I think this is such a big problem. Here's what they say the reason why is. De Blasio cited criminal activity by President Donald Trump as the legal, quote, reasoning for severing the contracts, blaming President Trump for inciting the violence that occurred at the United States Capitol. Now, listen to me very carefully, ladies and gentlemen. In America, we are innocent until proven guilty, okay? In America, you've even got the prosecutors who at first said Trump's guilty of saying we can't even really investigate this because there's no real link between what Trump said and uh, what the rioters and the bad guys did. All right? The House has impeached saying that, hey, Donald Trump credited, you know, is responsible for the insurrection. But the Senate is supposed to try the House's verdict. They have not done that yet, ladies and gentlemen. And there's no direct criminal activity even filed against the president right now. What I, what I mean by that, there's not a law on the books. There's not a court case. There's not a arrest. There's not a, a, a credible allegation of criminal activity that, that stands right now. And so for Bill de Blasio to literally say because the president's a criminal, because of criminal activity by the president, we are going to deny him these contracts. Ladies and gentlemen, can you claim someone's a criminal without evidence, without a conviction? So this is why I'm to the point where I think the president must stand up and put a stop to this. You can't have the New York City mayor calling the president a criminal without evidence, without facts, without a conviction. That literally turns American idealism on its head. The president, the top man of the land, the leader of the free world's military. He uh, is losing all of his contracts from a business point of view because of criminal activity by the president. We don't have any criminal activity by the president. If so, then what we need to do is file charges. And if those charges are proven, there's a process of law. There's due process here in America, ladies and gentlemen. Are we going to let Bill de Blasio just jettison that due process? Now, believe it or not, listen carefully. So we said there's election fraud, 
and we said that there's serious, serious concerns about our country. Joe Biden uh, and son um, Hunter hanging out with criminals of foreign nations on the dole uh, for illegal contracts, et cetera, et cetera, on the take. So you can't put a criminal like Biden in the White House. You'd say, Sam, you don't have any evidence of criminal activity. We got way more evidence of criminal activity with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden than we have on Donald Trump creating insurrection, verbally so, in a rally, by far. So I don't see how we could transfer power to a, 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 a criminal like, okay, but it gets worse. Because now you got the California congressman, this whacked out Eric Swalwell guy. Isn't that the guy that slept with a Chinese spy? In Congress, with no accountability, we're looking into that big time. We're looking into Hunter big time. But now all that, looking into vote fraud big time, now because of the, quote, insurrection uh, at the Capitol, which they're claiming is an insurrection. I don't even think it rises to the level of insurrection. But I do agree that it's criminal activity. And I do agree that we stand against it. And I do agree that we reject violence and we stand for peace. And I do agree that we uh, need to prosecute the fullest extent of the law. I get it. But when you have Eric Swalwell literally comparing President Trump to Osama bin Laden before the House vote to impeach the president for the second time. So you got this guy that slept with a spy in there saying President Trump's just like Osama bin Laden. And when they called him on the carpet, he's like, well, I'm not exactly comparing it to be identical. I'm just saying that it's very similar. Um, da, 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 da. So you're telling me we're going to let a guy who slept with a spy you could say, well, you don't have evidence of that, Sam. Okay, but and then you're going to let Kamala Harris, who slept her way to the top, you're going to let those guys hold the moral high ground here? And then you've got the Democrats saying the Capitol raid was an inside job, and we're going to transfer power without even looking into that? And then that inside job where they literally created reconnaissance missions the day before, if that's true, I don't know if it's true or not, but it needs to be investigated. You've got an elected official under the, um, oath to defend America from enemies foreign and domestic stating this publicly, you better take it seriously. But if you've got vote fraud and then you've got an attempt to cover up vote fraud with uh, reconnaissance missions and insurrection type actions or criminal activity, and then you've got Kamala Harris to slip her way to the top, ask Willie about it, not me, Willie Brown, whatever. And then you've got literally Eric Swalwell uh, who slept with a spy literally claiming President Trump is like Osama bin Laden. And then you've got literally the mayor of New York City saying we're going to get rid of all contracts for President Trump because President Trump is a criminal. All Trump organization contracts will be terminated. de Blasio cited criminal activity by the President of the United States as the legal reasoning for severing the contracts. Folks, is that acceptable? There's no charges filed against the president. Well, Sam, the House impeached him. Yeah, but the House impeaches under anything these days, folks. You can't tell me for one second that just because they impeached that that means anything. That's why we have a House and a Senate as checks and balances on unbridled power, Right? Now, listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. This timing is very concerning to me. Headline says, the Young Americans for Liberty, YAL, good friends of ours, great people, Ron Paul's institutions for the youth, right? 
announced on Wednesday that the organizations has terminated his former or their former president, Cliff Maloney, effective immediately following allegations of sexual misconduct. Now, I don't know Cliff super well, but I've had him on the radio with me. And I do not believe these allegations. They say he's lost the confidence of the board, YAL staff, and key stakeholders makes the ability to lead virtually impossible. And this action necessary, they said. They are continuing an independent investigation into all allegations. Anyway, this woman accused Cliff Maloney. Uh, he says that he, uh, she says he sent people to lunch. He got her alone, propositioned her, caused all these problems, and then ridiculed her and mocked her. Cliff says that's absolutely 100% false. Character assassination against liberty advocates is unwarranted. And uh, Okay, now, I don't know the truth. I wasn't there, but I'll tell you what I really question. I really question it's true. I don't believe it's true. And the reason that I don't believe it's true, ladies and gentlemen, is primarily because of the timing of this. All right? They are throwing everything against Trump and everything against everybody that promotes liberty. And believe it or not, the Young Americans organizations have really helped a lot of Republicans get in office over the last many years. They've got programs and people on the ground and students that really make a difference for liberty. They really do. They're effective. It's amazing. We've had on Cliff about this, and all I'm telling you is the second Trump is on the ropes, we're going to say Trump's a criminal. We're going to cancel contracts with him. We're going to take all these actions against him. Never mind that he's innocent until proven guilty. Never mind there's no charges. Well, there are charges against uh, Hunter Biden. There should be charges against Joe, but no one's really looked into it. Okay, but they're going to call Trump a criminal with no real evidence. Okay, they don't have any convictions against the president. He's innocent until proven guilty, isn't he? All right, but now you're going to basically, just like we did to Roy Moore, at the last minute, what you're going to do is try to destroy this organization as well. The Young Americans for Liberty announced that they're getting rid of Cliff. He's stepping down sexual allegations. I agree they need to look into those allegations. If, if allegations are made, I do believe it's, it's warranted to try to find out and vet the truth. But, for example, they're doing exactly what they did to Roy Moore, to Cliff. And I think it's, I think it's evil. Okay, I don't believe that it all happened. Uh, if it did, we needed to get to the bottom of it. And accountability should happen. I agree. I'm not suggesting it shouldn't be investigated. What I am suggesting, though, is the timing is very interesting. The second they've got Trump on the ropes, the second the Republican Party's melting down, the second the swamp can take over, the second we don't look into vote fraud now, the second we are going to jettison this idea that there were literal congressmen who brought in folks intentionally as a pre-planned act, to create an insurrection and literally allowed reconnaissance missions to happen in the Capitol while the mayor de Blasio is, is literally calling Trump a criminal while Eric Swalwell, the guy that slept with a spy is, is on the offensive folks. There's something rotten in Denmark. There's something wrong here that doesn't make any sense at all. This is a serious problem and they're going to continue to lock us down. Now they say researchers at Ohio state university, say that they've discovered two new coronavirus variants that likely originated in the United States. Wow. 
What does that mean? It means they're going to lock us down even longer. But don't worry, their vaccine works, right? Don't you know? See, this is serious. They're pressing on every front possible. And, uh, you know, I don't know everything about it, but they say the new variant carries a mutation identical to the U.K. strain. So how does it break out in America identical to the U.K. strain from the U.K. or the South African branches of the virus? How does it break out, ladies and gentlemen, in America, originate in America, same as other places? Is this virus designed to do that? This is weird, weird, weird stuff, folks. I'm telling you right now. So they're pressing on all fronts to deny us liberty, deny us our First Amendment, reject religious liberty and freedom and ability to worship, reject free speech, reject everything that we hold dear, reject free, peaceful assembly, all on this altar of people created in an insurrection led by the Donald, with no evidence or proof, cancel all of his contracts, just go absolutely psychotic in a tyrannical agenda to avoid accountability on the truth. We the people better stand up and stop it. President Trump isn't stopping it or even standing up anymore. That's your news the networks refuse to use, ladies and gentlemen. Two hours of hard-hitting talk. I am Sam Bushman. We do need your financial support, ladies and gentlemen, to continue. It costs a lot of money. It's not about the money, but it costs a lot of money, and we need your help. I got a day job to support my family. I'm not begging for your money, but I am telling you that we want to tell the tale in the media we need your financial support to do it lovingliberty.net spread the word tell the tale live and on demand radio at your fingertips libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net i declare this nation shall endure we the people along with the grace of the almighty can and will restore america the only question left is will you help god save the republic of the united states of america